The views, information, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the speakers and do not represent Holding Short Media nor any organization that the speakers have been, currently are, or will be affiliated with. Welcome to the Holding Short Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Matheson. Today we are joined by Madison Tiller. At the beginning of her career in communications, Madison Tiller did not picture a life in aviation. With a family member working for Jazz, she was familiar with the company, but it was never on her radar as a career option. However, her path has always proved to be full of surprises. Shortly after graduating with her Bachelor of Public Relations degree, Madison had stints working in communications with the federal government, followed by a position in the construction sector. Feeling the need for a change, Madison stumbled across a job posting for a temporary position as a communications specialist with Jazz Aviation LP and decided to risk her full-time position and follow her heart. Three years later, she is so glad she did. Madison is now the in-house graphic designer, photographer, and videographer for Jazz. She also manages the Jazz social media accounts and writes for their internal newsletter, The Journal. She has fallen in love with the aviation industry and can't imagine working anywhere else. I am truly so lucky to have her joining me today. Welcome, Madison. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. All that to say, how did you get your start in aviation? So there is no real rhyme or reason into my start in aviation. Growing up, my stepfather worked for jazz And he would bring me into the office sometimes and show me around. He was a maintenance controller and worked in our in jazz operations center. So he would, you know, show me different areas and take me out into the hangar. And I always thought that was really cool. Um, But it didn't really strike me as, you know, somewhere where I saw my career going. And as I got older, I developed a love for travel And, you know, wanting to see the world, wanting to go to as many places as I could. And so I always had the thought that working for an airline would be very cool uh, because it would, you know, allow for that, hopefully. Um, But thinking of it as actual the aviation industry and working in aviation, I just kind of fell into it when I... um, after I had worked for a few years at a nonprofit organization and had just kind of reached, I guess, where I could go within that organization and was looking for a little bit of career progression and came across a job posting for a position with Jazz and I applied and I got it. And that is how my career started, how I fell into aviation. You never know where that inspiration to get into aviation could come from. So I think having grown up in that aviation environment would have certainly helped with your decision ultimately to make the, to, to apply to jazz. Yeah, it was something that's always kind of been, you always have these like dream jobs or dream companies and, you know, those have changed for me over the years, but jazz or, you know, 
a different airline, but working for an airline was something that I always thought like, wow, that would be amazing. But the reality of it, I didn't know what that would be like in my field. So the fact that I actually found um, a role with an airline and, you know, it worked out the way it did, it kind of happened serendipitously. But yeah, the fact that it happened the way it did just, you know, it worked out well um, and it's turned out to be a good fit for me. Now, what was it like coming to aviation from a social media perspective? So when I joined Jazz, I wasn't really sure what to expect from the different tasks that I would have to do. Um, You know, I have been trained in social media management and the thought and strategy that goes into that, but actually applying that into, you know, aviation or into different, um, different areas is something that I've had to learn along the way. And for jazz specifically, I learned very quickly that the jazz Instagram already had quite a following when I joined the company and that it was really based around our people and the potential um, future careers with the company. So I learned quickly that it was a place where employees would tag us and share what they loved about their job, things they were doing that day, uh, photos, videos in their stories. Um, It was very engaging. And I automatically, I quickly learned that Um, you know, aviation people are very passionate about what they're doing, no matter what their career is, and that they were, you know, the audience at Jazz, specifically our employees, but just anyone who followed any of our social accounts were very engaged with it. So it was just, it was a unique position to come into sort of a, um, a, I guess, fan base or a following that was already established and try to understand, you know, where people were coming from and then utilize that to continue to grow that the jazz profiles and the jazz brand. And I guess it would be very different coming in uh, to an organization that already has an established fan base following, as you said, versus trying to start one from the ground up. Yeah, it's completely different. Um, You know, I had to kind of assimilate into what was already building Um, the, you know, the momentum of the jazz account. I think when I started, when I say the jazz account, I specifically mean the Instagram account. When I started um, at jazz, there was about 4,000 followers. So, you know, it's, it was still small, but it was clear that people were very engaged with it. And I had to, I guess, find my own way to because we had to this might be a little too technical but we had to switch from the person who was managing it before to me so I had tried to kind of fill that role to maintain the identity that Jazz had on the Instagram account but find a way for it to work for me personally and you know um engage with people and create my own ideas and strategy behind the account. So it was, it was definitely different, but it's grown along the way. And I think that I've just continued to work with my coworkers to, you know, make it into an account that 
our employees and people who follow seem to enjoy. So, and I can see now as of the time of recording that the jazz social media account on Instagram has 11,000 followers. So you guys clearly did something right. Yeah. I think our follower growth has been, that has come down to um, a couple of things. Uh, consistency <laughs> for a long time. When I started at jazz, our, my task was to put, well, one of my, you know, weekly goals was to post five days a week on the jazz Instagram account. And I think that consistency over time, as well as, you know, engaging people with our posts. So, uh, posting photos of planes from plane spotters or reposting from our employees and tagging them and having people share and that kind of growing exponentially has really helped in the growth. Um, Within the last year, it's been a little bit difficult because of COVID and the pandemic to maintain that growth because our whole identity was really based around, um, you know, the excitement and the prospect of careers in aviation. And right now, while that's still there, it just is harder to celebrate that as much as we used to. So our content has um, gone down a little bit, but we're still trying to maintain that positive attitude and that engagement with people that we can um, and find new ways to tell our stories on social media that aren't necessarily focused around things like recruitment or, you know, in-person events that we're attending, we're trying to find other ways to keep that going. Now, could you tell me a little bit more about the day-to-day of your role? My role has evolved over time based on, I guess, my talents, I'd say. So um, I started off, uh, you know, managing the social media account, doing some writing for internal and external audiences, um, working within the corporate communications department. And I have always been really interested in graphic design, the visual aspect, visual storytelling, photography, videography, and I started to, you know, let people know that that was something I was interested in and that was something that I could do. So then it was like, oh, well, why don't you do this brochure or why don't you, you know, work on this video? And so that has evolved my role over time into what it is today. So my main focus really is any sort of creative content for the company. So Um, when it comes to any sort of graphic design, layout work, brochures, signs, infographics, anything like that, I will do, as well as any photography needed. So if, you know, we need photos in the hangar of our aircraft, of our people, I will be the one to, to take those. Again, that's something that's been hindered a bit with the pandemic, but that was a main part of my role as well, as well as any sort of video storytelling. So whether it's an internal video or an external video, I'm kind of a one person production crew when it comes to that. So from, you know, storyboarding to recording, editing, producing, things like that, as well as um, (laughs) 
this is a long list. Uh, we're, we're a small department at Jazz because we're a fairly small airline. So a lot of us are responsible for so many different things. Um, but I also write for our employee newsletter. Um, so we have an internal communication, which I'm responsible for helping tell our employees stories. So you know, um, writing articles about what our employees are up to, company news, things like that I'll do, as well as maintaining any sort of social media presence for jazz I'm also responsible for. Now, do you have a favorite type of uh, sort of creative media that you focus on? I enjoy it all, um, but I really love photography. And I would say it's not the thing that I... It doesn't come natural to me. Um, I do think, you know, if you are in the visual or creative field, you do have sort of a natural instinct when it comes to those things. But I've never been a photographer that doesn't have to try. Uh, So I'm always trying to learn more about it and, you know, practice and practice editing and different subjects, different areas. Um, you know, taking photos of planes was something totally new to me before joining jazz. And then it actually became like a personal passion for myself as well outside of work. So yeah, I think that would probably be the thing that excites me the most. But I, I enjoy basically any time that I get to create something to help, you know, tell stories at work. I know as someone who is not a photographer by any means, I would see other people take aviation photography and think, well, like, how hard could it be? And you can enjoy laughing at that. Um, And then, of course, I try and take my own photos and realize, oh, man, there is a real skill to doing aviation photography in a way that is attractive and uh, usable. I, I don't think I got anything that was ever more than a little smudge and that was not necessarily discernible as a plane. Yeah, well, when I started at Jazz, I was, you know, I I knew nothing about the aviation world, the aviation community, the plane spotting community. Um, my, I remember my boss telling me, like, you know, there's people who just dedicate their time to taking pictures of planes. I'm like, oh, oh that's you know, cool for them, <laughs> I guess. Um, great for them if that's what they want to do, and then. I started to pay more attention to it and fought like through managing the jazz account, you know, we're constantly tagged in air, airplane photos. So I would start to see, you know, oh my gosh, these photos are really interesting and capturing the motion and, you know, telling a little visual story with the picture of, you know, is the plane taking off? Is it landing? Where is it going? What's the weather? Is it getting de-iced? There's so much that goes into it. And, you know, I love seeing people use different techniques, different editing. Um, You can just, there's a lot of creativity that goes into it that I really never, never knew even existed until, you know, the last few years of jazz. Now, what background or training does someone need to have for your role? Yeah, so for my role, um, I guess the specific training could vary. I'll tell you a little bit about my experience, what has led me to this role. So 
I um, did an undergrad at Mount St. Vincent University in Halifax, Nova Scotia, a Bachelor of Public Relations. And public relations is really about building a relationship between an organization and its publics. And what falls under that is so wide. You know, it can be writing, um, media relations, strategy, visual storytelling. Um, there's you know, so much that falls under that. So that's something that you kind of have to develop yourself as you're going on long in your career of what you enjoy the most and where you want that to lead you. And so with me, it was the visual side of things that I really enjoyed as well as writing, but for, you know, graphic design and videography and editing and photography I've been self-taught basically in all of those things. So I've had the career opportunities to allow me to have freedom in exploring those tools and those aspects of myself. I've been very lucky in that way to have, you know, bosses and mentors who say, yeah, download Photoshop and play around with it. Or, you know, download photo, photo editing software. And if you think you can do it, go for it. So through building that experience, it's led me to where I am in this role. I mean, you can go to school for graphic design, you can go to school for videography, you can, you know, go to school for photography, or just build a portfolio yourself personally. Um, And all of those things could also lead you to the role that I'm in. But I think having the solid background in public relations has really played an important role in getting me to where I am because it helps with the underlying strategy behind everything that I'm doing. So it all comes down to, you know, trying to tell stories and trying to, you know, create impactful and effective messages for our audiences and for an organization's publics. And I think that that basic understanding has really helped with the role that I'm in now. Um, Yeah, so I think that the paths to take to get into, you know, the social media team of an airline or the corporate communications team of an airline can all be different. Um, But I think that um, having like a good, genuine understanding of an organization and, you know, the strategic storytelling behind that is really important. Now, what is the most rewarding aspect of your role? I know it's not the most rewarding part, but it's maybe my favorite part, but it's all of the people that I get to meet and the relationships that I get to build, you know, and, you know, people that I never would have the opportunity to meet in any other role. Um, I'm very lucky in that what I get to do allows me to, you know, get out there and talk to people and connect with people in all different positions in the company across the country. Um, You know, before COVID, I was traveling almost every week to go somewhere new, you know, um, or go to Toronto and Montreal a million times, but get to meet new people, talk to new people, tell new stories, hear from people, make all of these connections that I just value so much. Um, And the fact that my role allows me to do that is just so 
Yeah, that's that's definitely the most rewarding part is getting to build all of these connections with people who I really look up to and who have all kinds of different experiences, different backgrounds that I would never have the chance to meet if it wasn't for my job. And that's the one great thing about social media is that it does connect you to people in different organizations and different parts of organizations that you would not necessarily have the chance to meet just in your day to day. And I know, especially for myself over the last few months with the pandemic, it's been so helpful to be able to network and still connect with people in aviation all over Canada and the world. Yeah. And for me, since, you know, joining jazz, I've met people in both ways, either through social media and then having the chance to meet them, you know, in person or on the phone, or I've met someone in a work uh, position, you know, through, through work that then I've been able to connect with, you know, in a more informal setting or on social media and become friends with that way. Um, so yeah, but especially over the last year, you're right. Um, you know, during COVID and during the pandemic, it's been a way to show social media has been something that I feel like the aviation community as a whole has used to, you know, to stay together and stay active and make it known that, you know, there's so many people out there who are still so passionate about their careers and like are ready to get back when things can. So yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's been really a really great opportunity. Now, how do you feel your role, especially managing the Instagram account for Jazz, plays into the perception that people have of the brand of the airline? I think that the Jazz Instagram account is unique because we've been able to create a kind of friendly, personable persona for Jazz for the company itself. But that's been through our employees. You know, our employees are our greatest advocates. Um, It's so great to see so many engaged people who are willing to share. And I think that that is mainly what I try to do when it comes to brand management or creating a brand is just, you know, showcase the great work that other people are doing. So it's nothing on me, but it's um, my role. You know, I get to help decide what, stories we tell on jazz behalf and you know who we highlight and this you know what we decide to share so in a sense you know I do have control over the public brand but it's really just bringing attention to you know the great work that our people are doing and um, I've really learned the importance of equal and fair representation um, across our entire company. It can be really easy to, on something like Instagram, only focus on our flight crews because, you know, pilots, flight attendants, flying the planes, exciting, people traveling, going everywhere. But, you know, it takes so many people to make jazz function to help the airline function properly there's so many different departments and you know it's not just that you know pilot flight attendant crew so I try to prioritize showcasing um, 
different aspects and different elements of the company um, that I think is really important to people who are looking to get into aviation so that they know like, like what you're doing with the podcast here, but just showcasing different careers, different jobs to make sure people know that, you know, there's a wide variety of paths you can take to get into aviation. I never knew that, you know, coming into jazz, I never expected our employees to be so engaged and willing to participate in, you know, so many different things that we do. If I have an idea, nine out of 10 times, if I reach out to our employees about it, I will get participation. I will get, you know, people willing to go above and beyond to help me out or to, you know, do whatever they can to help out the company, um, which I think speaks to, I sound like I'm really, you know, propping up jazz as, you know, the greatest place, but it does speak to our culture, I think, um, of, you know, people genuinely seem to enjoy their jobs and what they do. And so, you know, the fact that people are so supportive of the different things that we try out is, you know, is so great. Now, what was the biggest misconception that you had about aviation before you began working in the industry? I guess that I had two um, preconceived notions or misconceptions. One um, was I really didn't realize how big of a community aviation is. Um, You know, I didn't realize how passionate people are about it in all aspects, whether they're plane spotters or they're pilots or they're aircraft maintenance engineers or, you know, they work in the IT department. Um, People are really, really passionate about the industry and about getting people where they need to go safely. And, you know, it's one of those things that is quite addictive. Um, Once you get into it, once you get exposed to the industry, you know, it's something that you get really caught up in and I never expected that for myself. Um, And I didn't really know how to the extent that that was, that it was such a community. Um, I also felt as if, or I guess I never met a pilot before working at jazz. um, And I always assumed it was this impossible career to get into Um, you know, I thought it was, you know, something that was out of reach. And while, you know, there are a lot of barriers to a a piloting career, financial, things like that, um, getting to meet so many of our pilots and hearing all of their stories and all of the different paths that people take to, you know, get to the flight deck. It's, you know, it's something that, anyone could do if they, you know, really, if that's what they wanted and they really worked towards it, of course, you know, and had the means to do it, but it's not, you know, this out of reach, crazy thing, um, for everyone. Um, it's a career that, you know, I feel like young people, it seems like a pipe dream or, um, you know, something that's just, why would I even consider that? Cause you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, to do that, but you know, it's, it's something that anyone can do if they 
put the work in and are lucky enough to, you know, have the means to do that. Those that work in aviation are, I'd say a different breed in the best possible way. The people in aviation are truly so passionate about the industry as a whole. And as you said, regardless of where they work in the industry, I I personally can't think of another industry where everyone loves it as much as aviation does. So that is something that uh, is, in my opinion, fairly unique to aviation. Yeah, well, for example, um, before coming to work for Jazz, I spent four years working in the construction sector. And um, even after those four years, I didn't find the same passion for the construction industry as I have for aviation. But also the people that I met through that sector, while, you know, a lot of them loved their jobs and, you know, encouraged people to join the skilled trades and things like that, it did not have the same sense of overwhelming community or passion um, that aviation really does. It's really, aviation is just such a passion-driven industry that I feel like you'd be rare, like maybe if you were in the music industry or, you know, I'm trying to think of a comparable industry, but it's really very unique. You live and breathe it. Now, is there a particular project or social media campaign that you have been a part of that you are most proud of? So at, since I've started at Jazz, um, I've been very lucky in being able to bring forward ideas and have them listened to and been able to, you know, actually execute different ideas or concepts that I've come up with. Um, Not saying that I've always come up with them, you know, completely on my own, But for example, um, we really wanted to start telling individual employees stories and showcasing, you know, what a day in the life of a pilot is like, what a day in the life of a flight attendant is like. Um, So I've been able to work on videos for social media, for Instagram and YouTube, as well as, um, you know, internal sharing as well, where I've had the chance to go out and, you know, follow our employees around for the day and interview them, video, you know, take videos of what they're doing, put that together into a little video profile on various employees. Um, So for example, in 2019, I had the chance to go to um, Calgary and fly with one of our pilots at the time, Tyler Herbert, and then go to BC and um, follow along one of our pilots, Preet, and um, kind of tell their stories. And that became a little campaign that we were starting to do to do like a day in the life of, um, and, you know, getting to really go and experience what that person experiences on a day to day. And we had planned for 2020 to do that with many other areas in our, in the company. So, um, we were going to do, you know, flight attendants and, um, within our operations center, dispatcher, different careers like that to continue along that series 
unfortunately, um, you know, because of COVID, things didn't work out that way exactly. But I think starting that project and that series and getting the ball rolling on that and being able to come up with new ideas for, you know, future features like that has been, was something that I really loved getting to help conceptualize and make a reality. And I do look forward to, you know, someday in the future, being able to continue that series. Now, who is someone in aviation you admire and why? I admire a variety of different people for, you know, different reasons, whether it's from, uh, you know, a communication standpoint or, you know, a business standpoint or the fact that they fly a plane, which I think is cool. Um, I really look up to Joe Randall, who is, I sound like such a company gal, but uh, he is the president and CEO of Chorus Aviation, Jazz's parent company. He, you know, started Jazz from the bottom up um, in all of its different iterations, but you know, as a college project, he put together, you know, a potential business plan for a small airline, um, you know, in university and basically has taken that project and made it into, you know, an international publicly traded company with Chorus Aviation that owns Jazz and Chorus Aviation Capital. And I'm lucky enough to work on the same floor as him. Um, Like he works, you know, just at the other side of the building from me and getting to see him in the office every day and have such passion still for what he's doing and put so much effort into, you know, continuing the growth of his company. And after, you know, 30 years or so, I, I look up to that so much from, you know, just his, his business savviness, his, what he's been able to create. Um, I just really, I think it's amazing. And also, um, Jen Casey, who passed away last year, um, she was a snowbird, the public affairs officer with the snowbirds. She's someone who, I met at an air show that I was attending with Jazz and she was walking around with Sarah Dallaire and another couple of the snowbirds. And I remember seeing her and thinking, oh, well, there's only one female snowbird at the time. So why is she wearing the red suit? And, you know, through research and internet creeping, I learned that she was their public affairs officer. And I became really fascinated with her career as well um, because it overlapped with my interests so much. Um, She had worked as a journalist in Halifax and um, then, you know, went into communications in the armed forces and it led her to this amazing career with the Snowbirds that, you know, I know that she wouldn't have traded for anything, I don't think. And I just, what she was able to do with that team and the different missions that she was able to, you know, create 
these amazing shows and public profiles. It's just, yeah, I really look up to her a lot. Um, and yeah, she's someone that I think I'll always reflect on her career and as something that I would like to someday, you know, emulate for myself. The, the snowbirds crash in May of 2020 was a, a shock to everyone. And I know the Canadian aviation community uh, felt that tragedy very deeply. And so um, I think it's very touching that she was someone that you had really admired beforehand. And the fact that she's um, had a, a tragic passing, um, we, it's, it's obviously incredibly sad, but uh yeah, in terms of I, someone to look up to, I think that that's very um, someone that a lot of other people look up to as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, whenever someone passes, it's easy to say, you know, I looked up to them or they were someone inspirational, etc. But yeah, with with um, with Jen, you know, I I wanted to be able to sit down with her before any of those tragic events even happened and just ask her about her career and, you know, how she got to, I mean, getting to fly around the country with the snowbirds and like lead their, you know, operations and do all of their publicity and all of their communications. That is pretty amazing. (laughs) And so I just, yeah, I really, really admired her and everything that she was able to do. Um, And she will be, you know, of course, greatly missed. But yeah, she's someone who definitely uh, made an impression on me. What advice would you give for someone looking to work in the social media department of an airline? So I was very lucky in the way that, you know, I didn't have an aviation background coming into it and still managed to end up in the role that I have. But I think I've been able to continue the role that I have and have it evolve because I have found a passion for the industry itself. Um, And, you know, that, that passion and that, you know, time and effort that I dedicate to aviation is definitely something that's helped me since I've started at jazz. But I think if I were to, you know, give advice to, someone very new in their communications career who was interested in, you know, working in aviation would be to get involved in it, whether or not you have a job with an airline, you know, um, follow plane spotters, learn what you can about the industry, spend time going to air shows, anything like that that you can build that passion for it yourself, you know, and that experience. And I think if you have that going into any sort of, you know, job interview or position that you could potentially have in the industry, already having that passion will, you know, set you apart and you're already starting off on the right foot. So if it's something that you're interested in, you know, I think a lot of people do look to work in aviation because of, you know, they enjoy travel and not as much as aviation itself, but, you know, they think, oh, it'd be cool to work for an airline, which is kind of what I thought at the beginning, but try to learn about it from all of the different angles and all of the different careers and, you know, 
appreciate it for what it is. And I think that will help set you apart. Now, what is your ultimate career goal? I guess just to continue doing what I'm doing to the point where, you know, I can lead larger projects. Um, You know, my career has kind of, it's just something that's evolved naturally over the years because I am, I guess, keen and, you know, push myself to try new things and, um, you know, explore different areas. And while I don't have like one final end goal for my career, like a certain position that I would love to end up in or anything like that, I guess I just want to continue to grow um, in all of the different areas that I'm interested in and, um, yeah, you know, make more connections in the industry, get to experience more, but I definitely want to continue in aviation as long as I can. Um, and to, I guess, just see where I can take myself over the years. What are some things you enjoy doing outside of aviation? I love to travel, which I know falls into aviation in a sense, but not right now. But I'm, you know, that's something that I really love to do, as cliche as it is, you know, getting to explore new cities, new places. There's just no other feeling that can, you know, match that for me. Um, I can't wait till that's the reality again when we're able to, you know, get out and see the world. That's something I love. Um, as well as um, illustration. So I personally, like as, you know, kind of my relaxation in my free time, um, I do a lot of digital illustration work that I've turned into like a small side career of um, illustrating people's portraits, um, photos of their friends and family, pets, things like that. So that's something that I really like doing and I'm lucky to get to do on the side as well. Um, And I really love spin class. (laughs) As boring as that is, that's something that kind of helps keep me sane. Um, And I'm lucky enough right now to live in Nova Scotia, where some of our gyms and stuff are still open at the moment. So that's something that I do a lot during the week as well. Now, would you please share with me a favorite memory or highlight from any point in your career? Um, My favorite memories or experiences so far in my career, they're very specific, but Anytime that I've been able to jump seat and on a flight, um, it's been my favorite days. Honestly, um, I anytime that I've had the opportunity to tag along with a flight crew for a turn or for a day's worth of flying, getting to experience that, um, you know, for a pilot such as yourself, it you know might just seem like your day to day that. I, I know that people can kind of get used to, but I don't know if I would ever get used to like the beauty of flying over the mountains or getting to just see the country from that perspective every day. Um, having the chance to do that has just been, I feel so, so lucky to get to do that as a part of my job. 
Um, yeah, and just any time that I've been able to, you know, go out and meet our employees and have those experiences have, are just my favorite days and, and that I can't wait to get to do that again. Before we wrap up today, where can our listeners find you on social media? So you can find the jazz account, um, which is, you know, run by me behind the scenes at uh, jazz aviation LP, but me personally, I can be found on Instagram um, at mad love aviation. Uh, that's my little aviation plane spotting account where I can be found. If anyone, you know, ever wants to reach out, that's where I am. And we will be sure to tag both those accounts in the episode description for our listeners. Madison Tiller, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Laura. The Holding Short Podcast is a production of Holding Short Media. The show is written and hosted by me, Laura Matheson, and edited and produced by Cameron Bokoff. Our music is an original composition of Riley Searles. If you would like to learn more about the show, the Holding Short Podcast is on Instagram and Facebook at Holding Short Media. Please subscribe, rate, and review us.